0: Om Welcome back. Tonight, I'd like to speak about Mr. Henry Kissinger, who died this morning or last night at age 100, in a spiritual context that others may not be talking about. So please stick with me for this little episode. Before I go too deep, let me just say, if you like what I say check out my other videos, live videos. I also read scripture, I'm an author, you can check out my books down below. Most of them are music related. I'll let you know about that ahead of time. So if you're looking for political stuff, that's a book I've always wanted to write and just never happened. Um, but I am a historian and have studied history, so I have a few history books, but they're regional things. But check that out. Also, check out this show. If you're not a YouTube person, you can see it on Rumble and Bitchute and Spotify and Amazon and a bunch of other websites that I'm blanking on in the moment. So, let's talk about Henry Kissinger. I got the news this morning. My girlfriend says to me, someone you like died. Oh, well, don't tell me, don't tell me. And I break out my phone. Ugh! I didn't realize he was that old. (laughs) I didn't realize he was just a few months different from Jimmy Carter, who I thought had died, because Rosalind just passed away. Anyways, I'm uh, looking at the news. I pulled up the Rolling Stone obituary. The only obituary I've read. uh, And there was a factual error in it. A blaringly large one. But Rolling Stone has an agenda, and it's hate not necessarily doing research, even though if they did their research and corrected this error, they'd actually have something for their arsenal of hate. And when I say hate, the headline was Kissinger or criminal. They could have had some great ammo in there, but they're so obsessed with their feelings, they just stopped. Now, how do I know there was a factual error? Because I'm a huge presidential history buff. Oh my gosh. You can... Well, you can't say it's behind my couch, but I have, I don't know, over, well, maybe a hundred presidential biographies, (laughs) and I've read about half. Um, I've wanted to write a few, as I kind of hinted at, and I just love presidential history. I love reading about the presidents, and my favorite president to read about, or one of them, uh, is Richard Nixon. I find him beyond fascinating. I've read many books about him. I actually have collectible items about him. I'm gonna use this pen as a pointer. Let's see if we can do this. You can just barely see two pieces of paper here. Those are first day issues from when Nixon was elected. First day issues, uh, postage stamps. And they're actually being held up with salt and pepper holders one with Nixon's face, one with Pat Nixon's face, which were given out for his first campaign, and I bought those as a housewarming gift. Yes, I bought a housewarming gift of Richard Nixon memorabilia. That's how big of a fan I am. I've read many books by him. Uh, No, sorry. I've read his last few books. um, I've read books about Nixon by insiders and outsiders. And because of that, I've read about um, Mr. Kissinger. I've also read... Uh, two books by Kiss- about Kissinger. One is called The Super Kraut. It was actually written in the 70s while he was with Mr. Ford. And it's just total anti-Kissinger propaganda. The other book was a gift to me because people know I like Nixon and anything about him. And that is the Neal Ferguson, five, 600 page biography of Kissinger from his birth all the way to when Nixon wins the presidency. It is highly recommended. I I can't tell you how much I recommend it. I learned so much about uh, Germany after the war and the misinformation of our media during the Vietnam War, plus the Nixon campaign. Don't know if you knew this, but Kissinger and Nixon didn't like each other. But Kissinger was considered the smartest man in international affairs and he wanted to win, so they joined up. And he left you know Rockefeller, who's been forgotten about. Ironically, uh, I mentioned in a previous episode I was reading a book by Maharishi, sorry, a book about Ramana Maharshi. And as soon as I'm done with that, which is like 25, 30 pages, I was going to start this book of all things, "When the Center Held," about Gerald Ford by Donald Rumsfeld. And I've read numerous things about him, though I don't have his. Um, more about Kissinger and didn't even know he was about to die or that he was ill or anything. So I'm just a huge fan. So what I'm about to say about him comes from my reading. As I said, I read one obit, uh, and that just randomly came up on my phone, and uh, I watched one video about him. So if you want to respond and go, oh, you Trumpster, oh, that's what CNN or that's what Fox says. I have no idea what anyone has said. I literally have no clue. I've been busy all day and haven't been able to Google. So what I'm saying comes from my opinion reading books, particularly now Ferguson's book. So please don't accuse me of squawking Tucker Carlson or whoever. It doesn't matter. I'm not. These are my ideas. So, I want to talk about Kissinger in, in a spherical context, but to get there, um, let me say a few things. And I've already written this out, so I'm going to be quasi-reading and then and, and quasi-riffing as I normally do. So, so many accolades are calling Nixon a war criminal. You know, I didn't read them, but I'd get on my phone and just see all these headlines. War criminal, war criminal, war criminal. Great statesman. All these things are true. He was a statesman like no other. Um, Super influential. Was he a war criminal? Well, I'm not going to really discuss that too much. Maybe yes, maybe no. But from my point tonight, he didn't start as a war criminal no more than Hitler started as a mass murderer, or whatever. He didn't start out that way, and he certainly didn't plan to become one, and he probably didn't see himself as one. Maybe he did, but... mm, I don't know. He didn't start as a war criminal. He actually started as a professor and a scholar, and literally considered to be one of the rising stars of politics, or more like international studies. He was considered to be one of the smartest men in the DC community when it came to international affairs. And it didn't happen overnight. He had his ups and downs to build up that reputation. And even if he had problems, he was still a rising star. And I'm talking about after World War II. I'm not talking about the 60s or 70s, I'm talking about after World War II. He was considered a rising star so much that John F. Kennedy gave him an office in Washington, D.C. People don't realize that. And he continued to have an office through President Lyndon B. Johnson. Uh, He was the man you wanted. Then, later, um, he joined the campaign for Rockefeller and um who was running against nixon they did not like each other they did not trust each other they did not have anything to do with each other they actually uh, rockefeller i um, sorry kissinger called out nixon in the media <laughs> didn't think he was a suitable candidate for president but nixon wanted the best he wanted to surround himself with the best he wasn't a stupid man he was actually intelligent but just paranoid and he knew You need to bring in people who can fill in your gaps, in your knowledge. And Kissinger was the man. He was a rising star. He was, you know, the expert. He'd worked in Germany. Afterwards, he was Jewish. He was a scholar. He was the guy. And Kissinger also realized that Nixon was kind of going to be the nominee. And he wanted to increase his fame, sticking with Rockefeller wasn't going to work out in the long term, so he switched alliances, moved to the Nixon campaign, and we know the rest. Nixon became president, Rockefeller has faded in the history, and, you know, Watergate, etc., etc. Kissinger stayed in the White House through Ford, and um, then, according to Rolling Stone magazine, left power. Uh Based on my extensive reading, nobody thinks that. Only people who don't study history. You see, since Ford, Kissinger has remained in DC as a uh, consultant. I've been on the website for his company. You will find no clients on that website. Oh, actually, the website's probably gone now. But there was no clients when I looked at it a few years ago. He's just a consultant. And I read some place that his office is subsidized by the government. He's a consultant for the government. Subsidized by the government. Huh. So essentially, he may not have had an official position after Ford, but he never left. He was an advisor unofficially or officially to Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, W, uh, Obama, Trump. I don't think he probably advised Joe Biden due to his age. He has been there much like um, someone's been in your company for decades, decades. My boss has been at my company since 1972, and he doesn't plan on retiring anytime soon. Even if that person doesn't have the influence, or, or isn't involved and stuff, you still go to them, because they've been there longer than anyone. And that's Kissinger. I think he was a go-to guy. So, when Rolling Stone says he lost power, yeah, I don't believe that. I think he just changed his relationship to things. He got off the radar, which is a better place to be, and became something like the Koch brothers. Um, which was it, D- David Koch, who ran in the Libertarian Party, lost, but then reinvented himself as a behind-the-scenes player and had way more influence. So the Rolling Stone had that so wrong. Uh, the fact they think he lost—no, just, just whatever. Anyways, let's go back um, to um, Richard Nixon and the campaign. So I believe that Henry Kissinger would have been famous. Even if Nixon hadn't been our president. He was just, he was just the guy. Um, whoever would have been president probably would have called upon him. And he wasn't a war criminal. He was just a great intellectual. Then, um, here we have Nixon. A very fascinating man. very influential man and super paranoid. Who surrounded himself with folks, created a world of paranoia surrounded himself with power hungry folks who took advantage of this you could say greedy and well you, you know the rest everyone knows the history of nixon no matter what country you live in you've learned it and what we have is the movement of kissinger from a great intellect into the war criminal that his obits have talked about and this is where we're starting to move to the spiritual part of today's talk. I believe that Kissinger suddenly found himself as one of the most powerful and influential people in the country under President Nixon, a mover and shaker with influence that he never imagined he might have. Anything he wanted, he could do. He could go anywhere, talk to anyone. This great intellectual now had access to everything, good and bad. Um, All the great intellects and Pandora's box. He had power in a way that he never did before. Some say he almost dominated um, Nixon at times, who was just very fearful. And I believe that Kissinger saw himself as doing the right thing. Now, uh, if you research Kissinger's history, this is where the war criminal stuff starts because he started allying with dictators. He started working with that person. And, well, you know, there was a fallout that a lot of people got killed, but it, it didn't matter. You know, there was some higher thing he was aiming for. This is where he starts pushing and pulling and doing things that are highly questionable, questionably unethical, uh, murderous, and, and just, it becomes like Trotsky. You know, he had the goal as the General of the Red Army, but yet, how many people died under him that didn't have to, had he not been so, you know, what do we call that, focused? I think that was Kissinger. He was focused on this goal, there was fallout, and he just turned a blind eye. It's just like, well, you know, it just happened. You, you, there was going to be some fallout. And, though I don't think he he saw it as anything bad. I think Nixon, I sorry, Kissinger saw himself as doing great things. Um, what was that great thing? What was that ultimate goal? That you know, for Trotsky it was a revolution. For Kissinger, I believe it was making America the number one superpower. I believe that was his goal. Personal fame and fortune, I think, was also in there. But I really get the feeling that he was such an intellectual. That he kind of saw himself as like a modern Marx, um, you know. Uh, uh, Trotsky is also another good example because I think he was a philosopher, intellectual. These are all philosopher intellectuals, you know. These these men, they they have these ideas and these visions, and it's almost a religious thing. And I I think, um, Kissinger became consumed by this and wanted America to be this great nation that he saw it as and wanted it to be and it didn't matter what the fallout was it didn't matter whose hand he had to shake as long as America came on number one being fair being ethical it didn't matter Um, and this is where I'm going to stop the biography because there's no reason to keep going because what we have now is the story, of everything I've just said, of a great intellect... something great intellect. I haven't even had dinner yet, I just rushed home to do this show. <laughs> um, going from a position of just another professor into a position of a mover and a shaker. Super mover and shaker. I don't know if there was really anyone before him who had the influence that he had, at least in, in, in the sanctuary previous centuries, maybe folks like James Blaine or whatever, but in in this century he, he created his own special niche. And what I believe happened was he became corrupted by power. Absolutely corrupted. And why was he corrupted? Because he was all in his head. He was this great head great intellect, and you can't really deny that he was, wasn't. was he, he was a smart man. But he was so obsessed with ideas that he had no heart. Same thing with Trotsky. No, There's no soul. There's no heart. It's all about ideas. And what happens is, when you're all in your head, you're not grounded. This is my spiritual lesson for today's show. I think we can hold Kissinger up as an example of head over heart, being an intellect but not having soul. Sort of jhana yoga over bhakti yoga. I know this this might sound crazy that I'm bringing this spiritual view to Kissinger. I feel like I have to talk to him, talk about him today, no matter what, because he's just such a huge influence on history. But I really think we have a shining example of here of how not to become how to be careful so power doesn't corrupt you how to stay grounded so you don't become or criminal I really believe he is a shining example of how not to be Um, it's like this we talk about uh, Jesus just because you know Christian America so I'm gonna use Jesus as an example uh, I, I've met people who are like, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, and I've read Chesterton and C.S. Lewis, and I, I've studied these books, and yes, Jesus existed, and he was a great man. And, and I would talk to them, and i go, well, what's your relationship with Jesus? Oh, um, um, <coughs> <coughs> I, uh, uh, um, let's talk about that. Because they didn't have one. There's people I know who can, run races around me intellectually, but they have no faith, you know? I believe in the history, but I I don't believe in, I, I don't have a relationship. You know what I mean? You know the situation? And we run into these religious people, it's all head for them, it's all an intellect game, it's all facts and figures and stuff, but they have no ground because they have no soul, there's no heart, there's no real emotional meaning. the belief. It's just facts and figures. It's just reading this book and memorizing. Well, this happened and this happened and this happened. Yes, but what does it mean for your life? Uh... Well, you know, this happened. Yes, but what does this mean? I talked about this in a recent, um, live show. You know, we can study the text and we can learn this stuff. Um... the last Spiritual Seekers class I did number seven and I asked the question yes but all this facts and stuff what does it mean when we're walking in the street and we say to someone oh I asked the question in the show you know we say we're enlightened but what does that mean you walk up to a friend and and we say oh I haven't seen you in 20 years by the way I'm enlightened and your friend's gonna go and they're gonna say and what does that mean that's the problem many of us have over many things We get all up here. We think this is it. But there's no soul. There's no heart. It's just stuff. And we think this is awesome because we can tell you about everything. But... What does it... What does it matter? It's just facts. I can get those off of Wikipedia. And if you live your life through this, you get lost in ideas. And I truly believe you stop seeing people you stop being a humanitarian you stop relating to people on a human level because it's just it's just words and intellect and you can intellectualize any point of view you have and i think this is what happened to kissinger i don't even yeah i think that's exactly what happened to kissinger and thus he has provided us with a role model of how not to be. Most of us will not never be in a position where we might be accused of being a war criminal. <laughs> Very few of us will ever be in such a position. So that's not really relevant to us. But just as a man, a father, a scholar, a Jew, a husband, um, a member of the White House, an outsider, just as a human, we could just look at his actions and go, okay. He's teaching us not to have our head over our heart. On the other hand, you may not want to have your heart over your head either. That has its own share of problems. So he is a study in being too much too much up here. And a study in also in how power corrupts. And then how that power leads you down dark paths. He may have thought he did right, intellectually, but without that heart, how many died because of him? Far, far too many. So, yeah. Those are my thoughts on Mr. Kissinger. I'm not gonna argue too much on the the war criminal thing. You can read your history I do believe every statement about him has been right, and every statement has been wrong. He was a great scholar, but he got corrupted. And, um, to dismiss him lightly, I think, does us an injustice. Instead, we should learn from him. Okay, that's my thoughts for tonight. I haven't even had dinner yet. I'm uh, uh, hungry and tired, and uh, it's the start of my weekend. <laughs> so, thank you. Hopefully I was clear in this somewhat spontaneous talk. Uh, and thank you for joining me. As I said, if you wish to support this channel, website down below, because this channel is not monetized as I send this video November 30th, 2023. And, yeah, also, it was funny this morning, my girlfriend, she's like, someone you like died, I'm getting on my phone, okay, and then all of a sudden, a little bit later, not that long, she goes, oh no, somebody else died, I'm like, oh, was it Carter, (laughs) because he's not looking good, and, you know, 99 years old, and I'm like, oh no, who is it, and it was Shane McGowan with the Pogues, (laughs) (laughs) and you know I'm a big music guy here so uh, she's like oh someone you like died and someone I like died (laughs) so uh, weird place but we'll say shout out to Shane McCowan anyways made for an interesting morning interesting day so with that I'll say thank you for joining me please come back for other live shows on an array of different topics all of them with some Context of spirituality and moving and learning and doing things to make our lives better and for us to grow. And um, growth means making the world better. So, uh, yes, thank you for joining me. Jai Shri.